great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what happened, I've been doing in the city. I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have quite a few issues to get to this morning. We're going to start with uh, with Ukraine. Um, I, like uh, many of you, watched the uh, president's address to uh, Congress and Watching uh, President Zelensky's comments, you cannot help but have respect for the man. In war, he is still there standing by with his people. So what I found interesting was how, how he outlined the horrors the horrors uh, that Putin has inflicted on Ukraine and laid out the wider implications that it's not merely a tragedy for Ukraine. And that video, that video that President Zelensky played of all the bloodshed of innocent people in the mass graves of which he showed, I believe, uh, three or four shots of the mass graves. And then you think about what's happening in real time tonight in Ukraine, in which it's early morning now, but a bomb hitting the uh, theater, which was serving as a shelter, where it was written children on the front and back of it. Many things occurring or or have occurred overnight in Ukraine. And uh, it's just a horrible situation. And it, it was a speech that President Biden called convincing, calling Putin for the first time, for the first time, a war criminal after signing off on $800 million in new military aid. Biden also stressing the U.S. will not get involved as far as the military but added that it will help Ukraine for as long as it takes. Some of you may not agree with that, but I feel that is the right message for the United States to send at this point. That's just the way that I feel about this. We will see what you have to say about this issue. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So a couple of things. The second issue. I want to talk about Mayor Adams to New Yorkers. Keep your distance when taking pictures and videos of police. And in a few minutes, I'm going to let you hear exactly what Mayor Adams had to say as it relates to this, but he has a direct message. And think about this for a second, folks. Think about this for a second. And I I can see each side of the issue here. A police officer is uh, scrambling with someone on the ground or whatever the case may be, and the officer knows the individual has a weapon or maybe the individual doesn't have a weapon, and you're standing two feet away yelling police brutality and recording. That is really not fair to the officer. If you want to record, fine, but keep a distance. And, you know, I I can make the case, or I'm sure the public will make the case, that some of the most high-profile alleged police brutality cases came from cell phone video. So it may be a necessity, but in, in, in most cases, it is unfair to the police officer. Another issue 
this morning. Jesse Smollett is free. He's out of jail. An Illinois state appellate court ruled that he can be sprung from jail on bond while his lawyers appeal his conviction for staging a hate crime. Folks, he has every right to be released from jail temporarily, but his sentence will stand and he should be going back to jail. What is a turnoff for me is that already his team is turning to the race card. Jesse Smollett, I'm coming back to uh, Ukraine after I tell you about uh, an additional story that I want to get to this morning. But his defense lawyers, right? Jesse Smollett's defense lawyers told reporters that they believe his case, which they say is the second case because the first agreement, there was no prosecution, that it's unconstitutional. And guess what? Racist. This is what his attorneys are already arguing that Smollett was uh, persecuted for making a complaint against alleged white assailants. This is what's coming from Jesse Smollett's uh, team. The lawyer goes on to state that multiple false reports are made against black men all over the country. Nobody cares. Then he goes on to say, we've been complaining about the bad treatment of African-Americans in the judicial system. Should black men be walked into jail for a class four felony? Shame on you if you think they should. Well, counselor, that's not exactly what happened in this situation. Your client was jailed because of the that was made involved the president of the United States and went international within a matter of minutes and had the potential to cause riots simply because your client was making this up for whatever reason may be. And the other story that we are going to deal with uh, this morning, guess who it looks like he is indeed coming back. Ex-governor Andrew Cuomo isn't just looking to clear his name. Now he wants his old job back. And listen to me, folks. Remember, I told you this. It's an uphill battle. But Andrew Cuomo could win, could become governor again, as long as another woman doesn't come out to say the governor was touchy-touchy-feely-feely. As long as that doesn't happen, I am telling you folks that he has a a shot at winning. And there are reports he's going to be speaking later on today, Thursday, in the Bronx before uh, Bronx clergy members. But there are reports that he is eyeing a potential primary run against Governor Hochul. So we have a lot to get to this morning And let's start with the issue of Ukraine. Uh, President Zelensky uh, appearing before Congress um, uh, uh, online this morning, but the violence has not stopped. It continued overnight. And let's start with uh, Adam in New Jersey. Good morning, Adam, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hi, Dominic. How are you? Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Go Um, right ahead. yeah, I kind of have an opposite view of what I've been hearing all all night, all morning, about uh, Russia and how we should be involved. Uh, the problem is they are obviously the third most powerful nation on earth at worst case. So um, everybody's saying that uh, you know they they're like indiscriminately killing people and stuff, which you know killing people is obviously. But if he was trying to do that, he would basically destroy all of uh, Kiev, all of uh, these other towns. Because they have the power to do that. So, as he says, this is Putin, um, that he's targeting certain uh, specific targets, and that um, basically, um, you know, unfortunately, people are dying, obviously, and the whole reason is bad, but we have to be very careful or we will be in trouble because 
you know, fighting, uh, you know, Afghanistan or something like that. It's not like fighting Russia, obviously. Right. So I'm kind of afraid that, you know, that's the kind of thing well, that we're Adam, all pushing to fight. Adam, I, I, I don't buy that line at all. I, I believe, and I have nothing to back this up, but I believe Putin is attacking exactly where he and his general want to attack in Ukraine. And as you point out, innocent people are dying and it's horrible. Thank you for the call, Adam. The situation is becoming worse by the day. And at what point does it stop? At what point will this bombing stop? It's, it's horrible. But again, Watching Zelensky before Congress this morning, I have respect for the guy that that he's hanging in there with his people. He hasn't fled uh, to another country, and he's fighting the fight with his people. Let's go to Brewster. Let's say good morning to Chris. Chris, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Go right ahead, Chris. Hey, you know, I'm just concerned about this whole thing. You know, I mean, I don't, it bothered me when I watched that video this morning with those children and stuff like that. It just bothered me, you know. It yes. was just crazy. Yes. And, you know, and the caller before it said, like, well, you know, it's a war and everything. It's not a war. This man's a dictator, Putin, and he's, you know, he can control his army, what he wants to do. And that's, like you said, he's bombing these people because he's, he, there's no remorse. You know, it's just that's the way it is, you know. And it's, Chris, it's absolutely horrible to sit there watching that video that President Zelensky uh, played. I mean, it it makes it makes you feel that the entire world must do something to help. Right. You know, I I can understand the U.S. not getting involved as far as from a military standpoint. But as far as equipment and and and. uh, missiles and bullets yeah. you know we, we've got we've got to do something to help these innocent people that are literally being slaughtered as a matter of fact chris it's thank you for the call it's even worse it's even worse than that because they have absolutely no chance the innocent people let's go to eileen and piemont good morning eileen you're on talk radio 77 wabc Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing well, and I hope you are doing the same as well. No, my stomach's in a knot, but I do have an idea. Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. Why is your stomach in a knot? Mm, Because of the Russia-Ukraine thing. Okay, okay. All right, go right ahead. And also, I feel with this uh, no-bail reform law, Mm -hmm. if we happen to go into... Um, Russia and fight them, take all the criminals out and the police haters and put them in the military and maybe it'll make a mensch out of them. Hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't that be something, right? Uh-huh. And also the candiest pencil pushers who are, I call, educated morons who think they know it all, that go on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook, think they know it all. Send their asses over there. Well, Eileen, um, you know, I, this is not the first time that I've heard uh, heard that uh, point of view. And, uh, you know, it's wishful thinking on our part. But, but uh, just imagine, imagine if, if, if the police haters in America and all, all the phony politicians that uh, have the answers for everything and all of their answers never work. Imagine if their relatives were under attack the way that the people of Ukraine are under attack. It's Eileen, I, I thank you for, for the call, and I, I hope that your stomach is untangled from the uh, pressure situation of uh, Russia attacking uh, Ukraine. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Uh Two or three things quickly. Uh, first thing in the Ukraine, I'm still sticking by my guns. They should have an unconditional surrender. This will end the slaughter of innocent children, uh, helpless women, and, and the disabled and other people living in that country. Okay, but, but wait, but wait, 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 Phil. So you say an unconditional surrender? 
blanket I, surrender. A, a blanket, a blanket su- surrender. And and then what happens next? What happens next is you you see precisely what's going down. And if Russia steps back a little bit and says, okay, you give up, fine. Okay, here's, here's what the new rules are. And they stop bombing, they stop launching rockets and tanks and men, whatever. Then you've got progress, okay? The point is, I'd rather see two or three million people alive, especially children and women and the helpless among us, than see them dead under, under endless pounding from the Russians. The point, the point being that the United States has helped thousands, thousands of countries, hundreds of dictators. There's a history that goes back to, to 1952, okay? They've given them guns, ammunition, tanks, planes, no problem. The only reason why this country is stepping back is because they have a very poor government. Biden is a communist. He's the Manchurian candidate. And he's telling them, no, 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 no. Okay, he wants this country to fall. Number number one, because it will wipe clean any connection between him, his son, Hunter Biden, and others with Ukraine. They'll be okay. helpless to do anything. Okay, but Phil, but, but let me, let me uh, please put this to you. So you say an unconditional surrender, right? And that your words was that it would save... Three million innocent people. We are all for saving the innocent people that are being tragically slaughtered and bombed in ways that they have no way to defend themselves. But when you say an unconditional surrender, I don't see how that's possible because the first thing that Putin wants to do is put his own puppet government in place. So that means the entire political establishment is out. So that's why I'm asking, what exactly do you mean by an unconditional sur- surrender? Are you saying that the that the elected officials in Ukraine will just accept that Putin is going to put his people in effective immediately? They, they, they've done it before in the communist bloc nations, over eight communist bloc nations, had given in to the Russians from 1958 through 1985. This, this is what they went through. But they were alive. They were semi, semi-prosperous. But the fact is, all, the, all their assets, their wives, their families, their children were alive. The, the Ukrainians are working on a premise that they're just going to sit back and keep shooting and shooting and shooting. Well, the Russians are going to shoot back 10 times harder. They're going to launch rockets and planes and bombs. They're going to wipe you off the face of the earth. He wants a wasteland because of their resilience. If you back up, step off the, step off the train and say, okay, what do you got to offer? We give up. See what happens. If it happens, fine. If it doesn't, you, you just keep shooting, okay? You got to give it the test. Hmm. Well, Phil, I I thank you for the call. I think we can all agree that something has to give. Uh, I just I just don't know uh, what it is in this situation, because then you say an unconditional surrender. And then what happens when Putin says he wants to go into Poland or if he should say that? What happens at that point? We have got to take a uh, break. And um, officially now, today is St. Patrick's Day. And to celebrate St. Patrick's Day today, Thursday, 77 WABC is giving away free limited edition 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day pins. To get yours, go to 77, well, to WABCradio.com slash pin and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with 77 WABC. That's WABCradio.com slash pen for your free 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day Parade. Again, today is St. Patrick's Day uh, coming up here where we're into the day. And the co-host of Bernie and Sid in the morning, Bernie McGurk, and former Congressman Peter King, join them as they host from noon to one today, discussing all things Irish and Lydia Serrani reports live from St. Patrick's Cathedral at 1220 on WABCRadio.tv. And tossing to this break, 
Again, uh, the new mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, has a message to the people of New York, and he says, hey, back up on recording police officers when they are doing their jobs. I want you to listen to exactly what Adams had to say a few hours ago, and I will be right back with your telephone calls. We're going to teach the public how to properly document If an officer is on the ground wrestling with someone that has a gun, they should not have to worry about someone standing over them with a camera while they're wrestling with someone. If an officer is trying to prevent a dispute from taking place and de-escalate that dispute, they shouldn't have someone standing over their shoulders with a camera in their face yelling and screaming out at them without even realizing what the encounter is all about. There's a proper way to police and there's a proper way to document. If your iPhone can't catch that picture with you being at a safe distance, then you need to upgrade your iPhone. Stop being on top of my police officers while they're carrying out their jobs. That is not acceptable, and it won't be tolerated. That is a very dangerous environment you are creating when you're on top of that officer who has an understanding of what he's doing at the time, yelling police brutality, yelling at the officer, calling them names. Now he has to worry about who's behind him. Is he part of the process that he's trying to de-escalate? And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC discussing the situation in Ukraine, but a number of other stories. Mayor Adams and announcing the mayor of New York City and announcing uh, his new basically anti-crime units. Um, And it's interesting. I I did see uh, I had to stop in the Bronx tonight before coming down and a um, a undercover unit i didn't see what the officer was dressed like uh but but i was driving slow trying to wait for someone that was behind the officer and and the the police turned on their lights uh that were right behind me and they were in a in a regular unmarked car but then as soon as i i uh, drove up a little bit they turned off the lights and then they kept going so the mayor is saying and and he's he's right in in one regard the mayor is saying stop recording police officers when they're caught up, especially in the dangerous part of their job. So if they they are wrestling with someone on the ground trying to get the cuffs on, we know it's very hard to handcuff someone that does not want to be handcuffed. And so they're struggling. You know, they have all the information and, you know, people are standing near them yelling police brutality and so on. You have every right to record but you have to understand what's going through the officer's mind am i am i just wrestling with this individual is that person uh part of 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 what's going on is is that their partner but every time the mayor says this i just cringe i don't understand mayor adams why you keep saying that the police force is your police force. Mayor Adams, I don't understand why you keep saying that the city of New York is your city. It is not your city. It is not your police department. You are temporarily for four years or eight years in charge of New York, and then the next mayor... None of this is your personal possession. It belongs to the people of New York. It belongs to the taxpayers. And it it sounds very arrogant, Mr. Mayor, for you to talk in that fashion. Please tone it down. I'm going back to calls on Ukraine in just one second. But first to Westchester and uh, Alana, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, I love your show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. So. I absolutely, I'm a nurse. I just got out of work tonight and I just couldn't wait to put your show on. Um, I'm addicted to the YouTube and I'm going to tell you something. I am so happy that Eric Adams is doing this because if people get on YouTube, they will see the auditors and the sovereign, you know, whatever they are. They go after the police. They tell them F you. They tell them they have their rights. They're not going to move. And they do. They, 
they do. And th- I'm going to tell you something. Um, there are some of them that are getting banned. Um, one of them, I think, used to be a police officer, a police guy. His name is Direct D. There's Silence Boy. There's Osamo. Auditing America. These people are obnoxious. Um, Press NH. These are obnoxious people. They push the limits. Okay. Right. And they, they insult the police that they're cowards, that they're disgraceful, that they're wearing this uh, blue flag, which they shouldn't do. And it is sickening. And they tell them that they're the reasons that people died. And they do this a lot. And it's got to stop because our police force, wherever we are, are protecting us. Yes. And they will die for us. Yes. And Eric Adams, and I wasn't like crazy about him, but this is impressive because these auditors, I think they want in court to where they can talk to them any way they want. And um, there's another one, Long Island Audit. These low-life bums who have no job, some have been arrested, already been in jail, or have lost their job as police, think that they can go after these police because they're mad because they can never be a policeman and they put police in jeopardy. And you know what, Dominic? The police, the, some of the people that are pulled over, they don't want to be taken pictures of. You know that? Right. Right. I, I agree with you. Let me just also say this. Um, I, I, I agree with your point of view, but also let, let's be honest about this. Uh, a lot of these people taking videos of police officers, they know that the police officer is worked up in terms of adrenaline dealing with that situation. And they're really hoping that on camera, the officer is going to strike them or do something to them so they can turn around and sue the city. It's a money grab, and that's what a lot of this is all about. Let me tell you, these guys that I mentioned, they're not for anybody's rights. What they do is they get their followers to give them money, and they play on these people that think they're helping out and that these auditors are doing it for their rights, and they're not doing it for anybody but themselves. And I'm going to tell you something. Police are out there. Yeah, we always have a bad of everything. Bad nurses, bad Let me tell you something. Most of the police, they're there to help. They even rescue animals. Absolutely. They, in domestic, they, have, they will die going to a domestic call. Absolutely. They will risk their life for us. And I'm sick and tired of these punks, these auditors, thinking that they can have their way with the police. And Eric Adams. I swear I am so happy that he's going to stop this. Well, I I thank you for the call, and you did a wonderful job articulating how tough it is for a police officer. Again, folks, just think about this for a second. You're 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 tussling with someone on the ground, and and you know, and you're trying to get control of the situation. You don't know who may be their partner. You don't know what's going on. And someone is standing one feet away from you yelling police brutality while you're trying to get control uh, of a situation. It, it's, it, it has to stop. It, it has to stop. I see a lot of you want to uh, talk about Ukraine, so let's do exactly that and go back to that topic for some of these calls. Jim in upstate New York. Good morning, Jim. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, with Ukraine. It's it's a horrible situation. It is a crime against humanity. Yes. But it is also very, very dangerous. It's a world problem, not only a United States problem. Agreed. You know, Agreed. I, and who does know Putin's state of mind? He's up in age. You know, he's a ruthless killer. And I'm sure he has some elaborate underground bunker to ride out a, a, a nuclear volume that came to that, just like our upper echelon politicians have in the White House. Mm-hmm. So it is a very, very tricky situation. Mm-hmm. It's brutal what they're doing. You know, we they just got to, you know, do everything we can, but not escalate a war between us and Russia, you know. And, and um, you know, Jim, I, I think that your point, uh, the question that you're expressing is where I'm coming from as well. We all want to do whatever can be done to assist these innocent people that have come under attack for really no reason in uh, in Ukraine except for one man's desire to uh, go forward. But at the same time, there are many players in this. As you indicated, Jim, many countries, and it's just a situation where the United States has to be very, very careful. 
Thank you for the call. Let's go from upstate New York to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to our friend Hudson. Good morning, Hudson. What's on your mind? Hey, Tom. Miss your brother. I haven't talked to you in a while. Thank um, you. Thank you very much. So just just real quick, and, and, and you're one of the only people doing it, um, and that's that's one of the reasons I called is – Every single station now, um, you know, I, I even check out CNN, MSNBC, just to see what they're saying. It's always the same stuff, the same mm-hmm. propaganda. But now it's even Fox and it's Newsmax and everything. And 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 this is a long question, and I'm sorry, I'll try to be fast, but it, it's 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 the same thing. It's it's Ukraine, it's Ukraine, it's Russia, it's Russia, it's Ukraine. And listen, I get the severity of it. You know, I'm half white, and I got family that's over there too. So I get the severity of it, but but the thing is that does no one else find it curious that all the Democrats now they they don't have one honorable bone in their body, and every single fight that they have picked over the past ten years, it has turned out to be something that benefits them, and they're all on this side of pushing this war. And what does it do? It hides the fact that Joe Biden is failing this country and the Democrats are failing this country. And even worse, the Republicans are failing this country. The things that are going on here with the inflation, with the gas prices, the things that are going on at our border. I've lost three friends over the past few years to fentanyl. And we've lost, I think, with the numbers they say on TV, over 100,000 people to fentanyl. How many people have been lost at this border? I know it's only been about a month, a few weeks, but this is our country right now. And I'm not saying wipe it aside, sweep it aside, let it go. I understand that we we, we have to do something, but no one's even talking about this country anymore. And I think that they're going to ride this out. Joe Biden came on TV today, and he said, and I'm not sure if you saw it, Tom, he said, he goes, this is going to be a long, dragged-out battle. He had no crap. He did. This is what they want. This is what they want. They want it to be a long, dragged-out battle. That's what they want. They want this to go on. If they can make this go on till November so nothing else can be in the news, that's exactly what they'll do, Tom. Well, Hudson, you may you may be on to something because just about every night, practically, we are talking about Ukraine and humanity and Russia and what's going on. And yet we are not discussing the upcoming midterm elections where Democrats uh, may be slaughtered. (laughs) I hate to use the same word that's being uh, used to address the situation in uh, Ukraine, but Democrats are in trouble with the uh, the midterm elections. And and Hudson, let me just be clear. I you know, I can't believe that I have to say this, but I do because I'll receive 15 emails telling me that I'm being unfair to Democrats. I'm not being unfair to Democrats. I am giving you my assessment, my professional assessment of where things stand as of right now politically. Who knows? Maybe before November things will change. But with President Biden in the White House, where he's referring to to the um, the vice president of the United States as the first lady. And we just we have to be honest about this, folks. Can you imagine and thank you for the call, Hudson. Can you imagine if President Trump made the verbal slips that. President Biden makes on a regular how the media would handle it. You already know it would flash across your screens. Breaking news. The tape would be queued up. It would run over and over and over and over again. But we're in a situation now. And, you know, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. But we're not the president of the United States. We're not judged on a world stage daily of how we look, how we sound, what we say, what we don't say, how we articulate it. The president of the United States is judged exactly that way. And when at an event he refers to the vice president of the United States as the first lady, it's it, it, it's a problem. Let's go to uh, Mike in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How you doing? Good morning. I'm well, Mike. Go right ahead. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, you know, if, if you take the nukes out of the equation, okay, we have nukes, they have nukes. 
anybody that says we don't want to fight Russia, uh, we, we would absolutely annihilate Russia. I mean, it, the whole thing in Afghanistan is we could not identify the enemy. They, they look just like regular people. Regular people there carried weapons, and, and, and it was hard to identify the enemy in Afghanistan. Now, if we go up against a, a uniformed uh, military, we would absolutely crush them. And to uh, rebut one of your early callers, we, we don't want criminals going into our military, uh, especially the ones out on bail reform. Uh, all you're getting back after the war is a bunch of military trains. You know, they, I'm not going to say that for all of them. Some of them will turn, you know, turn the leaf and uh, and straighten out their lives. But uh, for the majority of things, without the mental help, uh, they're not going to change who they are when they get back. Um, hey, Mike, let, key- let, Mike let, let me just go back to your initial comment. You said... Um, nukes aside, right? But but we can't say nukes aside, can we? Only, I mean, he hasn't proven uh, that he has any sanity left, uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, well, Joe Biden also, but Vladimir Putin. But uh, assuming that they wouldn't use them uh, for the sake of not destroying the entire planet. that That's Again, Putin with the button. I, honestly, I think he would press it. He doesn't. He doesn't make threats that he doesn't come through with. Mm. Well, Mike, I I thank you for the call, and you have a uh, beautiful morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Of course, coming up in about eighteen minutes from now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, must listen to radio. You want to stay with us for that? We are taking your telephone calls on Ukraine on Mayor Adams telling New Yorkers to stop videotaping police officers or at least don't get so close to them while they are caught up with uh, carrying out uh, a a, uh, legal action. Also, Jesse Smollett has been released from jail pending uh, his appeal, and his team is seriously playing the race card. Also, and I'll have a bit more on this in a second, Uh, When we come back, uh, former Governor Andrew Cuomo is inching a bit closer to becoming a candidate again for governor of New York State. We will be right back and we will be taking your telephone calls here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. You may file this under hard to believe, but former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo seems to be inching closer to becoming a candidate again for New York governor. And I am telling you, folks, he could win. So Cuomo recently dined with Mayor Adams, former New Jersey Governor Christie, and later on today he will appear at a Bronx church at the invitation of ex-City Councilman Ruben Diaz Sr. Uh, This is going to be very, very interesting to see uh, what happens. So he's not just interested in clearing his name. He wants his old job back. Uphill battle, but Cuomo could win, as I said earlier, as long as another woman doesn't come forward to say the governor uh, touched her uh, allegedly in an inappropriate uh, way. Now, he resigned, as we all know, uh, in the wake of multiple sexual misconduct allegations, but he is eyeing a potential primary run against his own lieutenant governor, who is now the governor, Governor Kathy Hochul. Let the games begin. We are going right back to your telephone calls. I'm looking at a picture right now. Jesse Smollett, as he walked out of prison a few hours ago, and he's surrounded by five guys so that the media, you know, can't get next to him. And it's like, Mr. Smollett, I mean, you're not Nelson Mandela. Give it a break. Okay, you know, you you, you have a right 
uh, the way the system works, to be out on, on bail pending your appeal. The judge sent you uh, straight to jail. And, of course, an appellate court said, no, 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 you know, let him stay out pending his um, his appeal. You can appeal all day long, but you are going back to jail. And just remember this, Mr. Smollett, the longer you extend this process, the longer you are putting your career on hold. So I I hope you have a lot of money in the bank uh, because you are going to need it. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's going on? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a little hoarse because I'm slapping at some calls. But anyway, I'm not judging. Um, two comments. One, um, Juicy or Jesse, okay, I just want to tell him and his lawyers that uh, we're not buying it. He don't get the black pass card. Don't use our history for something that he should be punished for. I don't like that. And Eric Adams, well, what he said, eh, was taken out of context, basically. He didn't say don't film them because um, – but isn't that one of those amendment things, the right to photograph or whatever? Some can do that, but uh, I'm going to photograph, which I never have. But if you see something going wrong, you would photograph it. The street there, am I right? Right, but but Audrey, yeah. everything has to be done in context. When no, we I'm- when we roll on a situation and start recording. We don't know the beginning of the story. We don't know how the call came in over the radio. Okay, I hear. You. But if it's blue, it's blue. And as far as Ukraine, so how much money are we giving up now? Eight billion, million. Well, the latest, the uh, the latest uh, number is eight hundred uh, million uh, in in new military aid. Okay, all right. And we're still fighting. No, we're not fighting. What the hell is going on? Thanks for taking my call, Tom. Well, thank you, thank you for the call, Audrey. Let's go to Mike in Hudson County, and then we're going to go back to the topic of Ukraine. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good. You have a great, you have a great show. Well, thank and, you. It's such a, a common voice, calming. Thank you. And uh, I don't know why people act like they do. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of friends who are policemen, and I'm not sure why they disrespect them. You're and not they sure. Taking these videos. I mean, I, oh, okay. I, I served a year in, in South Southeast Asia. Okay. And I came back to San Francisco. People spat on me. Wow. Well, that's that's horrible. I mean, you try to do you try to do what's right, mm-hmm. and people disrespect you. They take pictures of you, spit on you. Right. Well, and Mike. Just, Mike, I, I I thank you for the call, and I hear you on the point. I mean, I this is why things must change because right now. It seems that all the rights are to protect criminals and none of the rights are to protect uh, police officers. And at the end of the day, the police are on our side and you know where the criminal stands. Let's go to uh, John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, great talking to you again. I'll make this quick. This is in response to that caller who suggested that the Ukrainians should surrender. Let's make this into a situation that people can't understand. Suppose someone is trying to break into your apartment. They're loaded with weapons. You're loaded with weapons. You mean you're just going to put your weapons aside and let that person walk in and take all your stuff and maybe even kill you two at the same time? No. No. And and that's something, you know, the Ukrainians are fighting for their freedom. They're not the ones who are killing the civilians. It's the Russians. We should prosecute all the Russians, starting with Putin, down to his senior military commanders and below, who are committing these war crimes against, against civilians. I mean, that's the bottom line. And, and the Ukrainians value their freedom, and they want to remain free. And we should do whatever we can, short of getting involved into in the war with our own troops, including our own airplanes, and give and give them this uh, assistance. Well, I, I'm with you on everything that you said, John. I thank you for the call, except for the aircraft. 
It sounds great. It sounds like a great talking point, but it could easily escalate into a situation where the U.S. is not ready to get into. I'm looking at an email from our friend Sal, a good friend of the program, and he says, Hello, Dominic. I think that journalists, ah, this is interesting, are being targeted by the Russian military. Journalists wear vests that specifically, and he has specifically um, capitalized, identify them as members of the press, yet a few of them have been fired upon, haven't they? Question mark. Also, Biden needs to be a real leader. He tends to act like the the butt flap on an old-fashioned, on old-fashioned long uh, underwear. Thank you uh, for the comment, Sal. Let's now go to, let's see, let's go to Hunt in Manhattan. Good morning, Hunt. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I called once before, and I would like to preface my statement with the declaration that, as always, your your political brilliance is inspiring. Uh, what I wanted to say is that during the Clinton administration, an event occurred where upwards of a million people were killed within a 90-day period. It was quite remarkable because those people were being killed with Weaponry that can only be classified as primitive. They were being killed with spears. Okay, okay, but wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to follow you, Hunt. Where, where, where are you alleging this happened? This happened in a place called Rwanda, and no okay. one in the Clinton administration or no heads of state in Europe expressed outrage and shock. No one in this country was demanding that we dispatch military aid and troops to prevent this slaughter from occurring. But because in the Ukraine, less than Several thousand people have been killed in this military incursion by the Russian Federation. There are people in this country, many of them calling your program, suggesting we risk a nuclear conflagration to stop this. I don't, we don't like to use this word, but this is obviously racist. They were not concerned about those men, women, and children, black people in Rwanda who were being slaughtered, but because a few several thousand white people in the Ukraine are unfortunately being being killed. They want us to risk nuclear war. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, well, Hunt, I, I thank you for the call, number one. But number two, folks, everything does not have to be race or or racism. And all I can tell you is that the people of Ukraine are being slaughtered. I'm not looking at them as anything else except for fellow human beings that are being slaughtered, and I would not like to be in their position or anyone that I know and love or care about. And it really is that simple. It's about humanity. It's about innocent people anywhere in the world that have not done anything to uh, to anyone to want to justify. And there's no way you can justify the type of things that are happening. With me is the host of The Other Side of Midnight, Frank Marano. Good morning to you. Hello, Dominic. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Same to you, sir. That's right. What do you have coming up today? Well, we got an action-packed show uh, for folks. It is, we're, we're going to be on top of this Ukraine situation. We're going to be getting a progressive perspective on this from Katrina Vanden Heuvel. She's the publisher or, or the editorial director of The Nation magazine, uh, probably the country's leading uh, progressive public. She actually sounds a lot like Tucker Carlson when I uh, talk to her about the Ukraine situation. So I'm going to get her take on what she thinks the way forward on this was. Her husband, who passed away, unfortunately, was one of my favorite guests, Professor Stephen Cohen, and he was the expert when it came to Russia. And I've been missing him a great deal. So since he's not around, talking to his widow, I think, is in some respects the next best thing. Uh, It's uh, Thursday, so we're going to do the AC report. We're going to talk with the head of the... Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. Atlantic City has a very rich history when it comes to boxing, so we're going to talk about that. And a friend of mine, Andrew McKenna, is going to be here. He is a former, he's a Marine veteran, Air Force veteran, former prosecutor, former heroin addict and bank robber, and uh, actually went to federal prison. So he's somebody that went from being a federal prosecutor to a federal prisoner. He's got a great story, and he's very concerned about the record number of drug overdoses that the country is experiencing now. And uh, John Gluck is uh, somebody that was a, a longtime researcher who experimented on animals 
and all of a sudden he changed his ways and realized we shouldn't be experimenting on animals, he's going to make his case for why animal testing in the medical profession is not, not a good thing. We are going back to the telephone calls in just one second. Something strange happened to me last night as oh it relates to your show. I started slowing down, driving home after going up the Palisades because I was so caught up in the interview that you were doing. What was the interview? With Paul Manafort. With Paul Manafort. That's right. And so I literally, this is the first time this has ever happened. I got home, pulled into the driveway, and I said, oh, I got to go in the house. (laughs) But, But I refused. I didn't want to turn on the show because I knew if I turned on the show inside the house, guess what would happen? That is quite a compliment. And uh, when we're not together on Friday nights into Saturday mornings, uh, trust me, the same thing goes on in my house (laughs) with you. So uh, I appreciate that very much. You're very kind. It was a really fascinating interview. Thank you. I thought it was pretty interesting. Select the uh, next call. How about Donnie in Brooklyn? Good morning, Donnie. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Same to you. Please please go right ahead because we're short on time. Okay, I just want to make a quick uh, offering how maybe they can go back to the negotiation table. And once you're at the first place, they don't want uh, Ukraine to to join NATO, right? So why not just, you know, question, uh, well, Zelensky? Right. He's already said, uh, essentially, oh, they're not going that? to join NATO. But I, I really am short on time, so please hit your point. Yeah, okay. We said that, and, and Marshall Stevens doing that, then. I, I, I got... I got nothing to say about that. Then. Okay. That's All right. Tragedy. Well, well, Thank Donnie, you. Donnie, I do apologize that I I had to rush you there. So please give Frank a call or give me a call again tomorrow. I know sometimes we all get flustered when you're trying to hurry up and get mm. your point across, but but I am literally out of time, folks. You want to keep it right there. One of the best shows on radio, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank is standing by. He's always here early every night, getting ready, making notes, all types of stuff. And so I'll be listening to you. We're going to try and keep you up today as well. We're not, we don't want you going home. We want you staying in that driveway. Don't we? <laughs> Frank Morano, the other side of midnight coming up right now. I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same bat station. Talk Radio 77 WABC.